0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: You're listening to U.S. Defense Watch Radio on the front lines of truth and liberty. This is your host, Ray Starman. I'm also the editor-in-chief of usdefensewatch.com, a site that's been around for about two years that reports on what's happening in the U.S. military and national security issues with a politically incorrect, honest approach that you won't find anywhere else. The subject of today's one-hour show is our enemies are dying with laughter, and I... Can tell you they are. In this one-hour transmission, I'm going to talk to you about my continued onslaught against the Obama holdouts and cultural Marxists who are decimating the U.S. armed forces with social engineering insanity that one day is going to spell doom on the battlefield. And first, let's talk a little bit about the news, like I always do here on U.S. Defense Watch Radio, right here in Southern California. The weather can only be described as biblical. It's raining. It's raining hard. It's going to continue raining uh, all the way into tomorrow morning. There's a flash flood watch. There's snow in the mountains. There are mudslides in the hills. There's rain in the streets. And it is absolute anarchy out there. If you're listening from uh, Southern California, you might want to just hunker down and not go out on the streets unless you have to. Uh, It's pretty chaotic here, and uh, I always enjoy when these uh, rainstorms hit here, just the absolute anarchy that ensues just from rain, just from rain. Let's take a look at some of the news going on. This is a story that caught my eye this morning. Uh, As a uh, graduate of a Jesuit high school, Loyal Academy in Chicago, that at one time was all male. Uh, A lot of the teachers were World War II vets that I had. Now it's co-ed, and they offer yoga and dance. But the uh, College of the Holy Cross, this is the article from PJ Media, College of the Holy Cross acts as crusader mascot to avoid Islamophobia. Let me read to you a little bit of it. The College of the Holy Cross in Worcester, Massachusetts, is dropping its crusader mascot. Oh, my God, we wouldn't want to offend anybody, especially those, those peaceful Muslims who basically want to kill us all. The College Fix reports that the Catholic College has decided to stop using night imagery to represent its Crusaders nickname, concerns that evokes the violence of the Crusades and promotes Islamophobia. Of course, Islam is a peaceful religion, and the Christians were and the Catholics were the ones that were to blame for the Crusades. It had nothing to do with 500 years of jihadi attacks against Christian sites in the Middle East and Southern Europe. The Holy Cross Board of Trustees declared that the Crusades were among the darkest periods in church history. But the college is going to continue using the Crusader name while dropping the night mascot. The board exhorted students to instead see themselves as Crusaders for leftist buzzwords, colon, Crusaders for human rights, social justice, and care for the environment. For respect for different perspectives, cultures, traditions, and identities, and for service in the world, especially to the underserved and vulnerable, which would basically describe the United States military now. Holy Cross, President Philip – Father Philip Burroughs explained the visual depiction of a knight in conjunction with the moniker Crusader inevitably ties us directly to the reality of the religious wars and the violence of the Crusades. Oh my God, Father. This is unbelievable. The lesson is clear at Holy Cross. This is from PJ Media. The Crusades are something to be ashamed of, and the school's Catholic students should not take pride in knowing that the Crusades are part of the church's history. Good God. Yet as I show in my forthcoming book, The History of Jihad from Muhammad to ISIS, this is quoting the writer of this article, the Crusades were, Crusades were not, as Holy Cross administrators and students evidently assume, an unprovoked exercise of proto-colonialism directed against a peaceful Muslim world. The Crusades were, in reality, a late, small-scale defensive response after 450 years of jihadi attacks had conquered and Islamicized what had previously been over half of the Christian world. Armies animated by the jihadi ideology had occupied much of the Middle East, North Africa, and Spain, as well as Persia and much of India, centuries before a crusade was even contemplated. They had entered France and besieged Constantinople, the capital of the Christian Eastern Roman Byzantine Empire, several times. I can go on... And on and on. But yet, let's just blame it on the evil white Christian guy. It goes on and on with this insanity. And when I come back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio, we're going to I am going to dissect and talk about every near uh, uh, not every but uh, many examples of the the PC lunacy that's uh, going on uh, in the U.S. military and went on during the Obama administration and continues this is what the scary thing is. When I when I go over this stuff, the stuff it's just the, it's just continuing and it, right it's like it didn't even miss a beat uh, after the mad dog took over. After the mad dog. So mad dog. We'll be right back. And here's a little little crusader music called Duis Vault. The rallying cry of the Crusades. It's a pretty cool song. And if you feel offended, pound sand. No pun intended. In the name of God. In the name of God. In the name of God. We- We're back on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. That was Duess Vault by, I believe the name of the group is Power Wagon. You can look it up on YouTube. Just uh, type in Duess Vault" song. And the communist Marxist sons of bitches that run YouTube haven't uh, found that uh, yet, and hopefully they won't. Uh, great video. You know, one thing about radio, you can't actually see what uh, – Actually, video I'm, doing, I'm just playing the audio part. Great video of the Crusades kicking some Muslim ass. Am, am I offending people at Holy Cross? I'm so sorry that I'm defending Christianity, uh, Jesuits at Holy Cross. Id hoc signo, ad maorium, de glorium, and Father Burrow or whatever your name is, you're out of your mind. Let's talk about some other people that are completely out of their minds as well. And that are the people that are running the U.S. military now. What has happened in the U.S. military is basically, I, I, like I've said before, we're in act three of the Shakespearean tragedy called the downfall of the United States military. And, you know, you call it downfall. I, maybe it'd be a good title. I know downfall was the, you know, the movie about the last days of uh, Hitler in the bunker. Great movie by Constantine films, German company, but it is downfall of the U.S. military. Anybody who's, uh, has, has, uh, an IQ of a a horsefly and can see and hear and read a little bit, can figure out what is going on in the military is a complete decimation of the fighting spirit and the combat power of the U.S. military. And we are in big trouble. And and then General Mattis, I don't know what he's doing. I don't think a lot of people know what he's doing. General Mattis may not even know what he's doing. But uh, what's really happened since Obama got in office is that most of the warriors in the U.S. military, a lot of them, especially in the senior leadership positions, are just gone. They couldn't handle it. They left. They were forced to resign. You remember what happened to the uh, the Air Force, the two-star general, at a uh, Article 15 hearing for some captain that was drunk on duty? He told him he was drunker than 10,000 Indians. Well, you can't say that in today's military. You can't say that you're drunker than Indians. So, you know, this uh, this guy was told to report to his— um, Superior officer, I don't know, three or four-star general. The next day, and he was told to pack it up and go find a job as a commentator on a news network because we don't need anybody, especially with a combat record like this guy had. I can't remember his his, his name, Michael Summings. That uh, that says stuff like you're drunker than ten thousand Indians, especially after they got into that fire water. Uh-oh, I shouldn't say that either. I could. Uh, lose my broadcasting privileges in this very feminized PC world we live in. You have to watch every single word you say or YouTube will ban you. Alright. So I'm gonna talk about right now and I'm really going to uh kind of talk about the um <coughs> the stuff that's been going on. What happened in that nothing was really done. And in the crazy thing is when I come back after, you know, commercial break, I'll continue to talk about the stuff going on under General Mattis. This is what happened basically in the last eight years. And basically um, the t- the title of my recent article on USDefenseWatch.com uh, was Our Enemies Are Dying With Laughter. I mean, wouldn't you be if you were a uh, Russian general, a Chinese admiral, member of the North Korean Politburo, one of the moolahs who, uh, you know, they, they're they looking they're – they're observing, okay – that's what the morons in the Pentagon uh, they're so lost in worrying about their pensions their tricare and all their benefits that uh they don't realize that the bad guys are watching us they're watching every single thing we do okay and the bad guys um are in, aren't into diversity you know who's into diversity uh the the dutch the uh the swedes the germans you know by the way the German army right now. Not exactly the Africa Corps. Not exactly uh, the first SS uh, Panzer Division, are they? Okay. And people will say, "Well, Ray, uh, it's a different world. It's 2018, and stuff. It's 2018. I mean, you know, this is just the way the world is. And there's the millennials and stuff. And our, you know, our allies are like we are. Yes." Yes, the Swedes and the Canadians and the Dutch and the Germans and whoever else our allies are right now, the Brits. You know, they're very into diversity in their military, and you know they've got lactating commandos. General Klinger is in command in his dress, and uh, you know, transgenders, uh, you know, running around, flying planes. It's all, it's all very, you know, very modern, focused on diversity. There's one problem though. Our enemies, the guys we're going to be fighting, they're not into diversity. They're going to come to war the old-fashioned way with guys that uh, aren't marrying other guys, with guys that don't wear dresses, without uh, memorandums uh, ordering uh, soldiers to balance lactation support and readiness. And if you don't, uh, if you don't believe that, actually, that uh, I'll get into that lactation memo later, but that was an absolute classic. An absolute classic, because if there's anything a military needs, it's these more women that are lactating in the combat arms to really increase combat power and efficiency uh, for war. And I think it's safe to say that this is not a military of Pappy Boyntons, uh, Chesty Pullers, or Pattons. It's a military of Chelsea Manning's, Bo Bergdahl's, and Spencer Rappone's. And by the way, what is going on with Spencer Rappone? Every time I contact, I contacted the Fort Drum PAO office about a week ago, and they They said they're no longer handling it's being handled by army PAO and army PAO. They sent me some canned uh, Prince Albert in a can response that basically said uh, uh, he's under uh, he's under investigation. How long is this guy going to be under investigation for what for to the rest of his career for the next 18 years? He's going to be under investigation because nobody in the military has the balls to kick this communist son of a bitch off active duty and give him a court martial. That's what he needs. The sad thing is not only that Rapone is a communist on active duty. The sad thing is not only that he 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 violated the UCMJ by calling uh, Mattis a vile, evil uh foxtrot uniform Charlie Kilo, but that all all a lot of his uh his his peers at West Point and and, and the cadre there knew about it and they didn't care. You know why? Because the cadre there are also a bunch of cultural Marxist left wing sons of bitches, too. This is a military more focused on microaggressions than maximum firepower. This is a military mommy rangers. Remember Mommy Ranger? Oh, how can we forget Mommy Ranger? She has two kids. Uh she is 37. When she went through Ranger School, I know it was a trying thing for her, but you know, it's it was twenty, what, twenty fifteen when they when they let Mommy Ranger through? You know, after what, about seven thousand recycles? About uh, two million chances uh, to get a go at the various stations. Mommy Ranger. We now have Mommy Rangers. What an insult to every guy who was a ranger that fought from World War II to Afghanistan. Okay. You know, you know what the sad thing is? Is that is that you used to join the military. It was like a rite of passage. You know, it's going to make you a man, whatever. You know, maybe that you, you would uh, be involved in a war. Which is the ultimate test of, uh, you know, courage, man, manliness, whatever. Uh, who wants to join the military now? What what, 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 do you want to join the Rangers, knowing that you made it through Ranger school with mommy Ranger? You know, why don't you just join a softball team, uh, co-ed, in your neighborhood? I and mean, what the hell's, what, 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 what's the challenge anymore? You know, why, why do you want to be a Green Beret now? They have no physical standards there. We're going to get to that too. There's no physical standards. Hey, your great-grandmother, how was she? Hit 97? You know what? About time she earned that Green Beret down there at Fort Bragg because we want to give everybody a chance to serve in our completely feminized, weak military. And I know, I know, we still have nuclear missiles, and uh, we've got uh, SDI, and, uh, you know, there's a couple guys that are listening to this that are, you know, sharpening their K-bar, and urinating napalm, okay, yes, we still have a few people left. But it's pretty obvious that as every day goes by, the warriors are exiting. More and more of these left-wing idiots are in charge. And these young people, they don't know any difference. They're like the people that grow up in a uh, dysfunctional family. You don't even know you're dysfunctional. They they think everything's normal. This is the way it's supposed to be. (laughs) It's supposed to be. Okay, when I come back, I'm going to take a short break here. On U.S. Defense Watch Radio, I'm going to start talking about everything. I've covered some of this before, but if you haven't heard from it, stay tuned, because it is a long list. It is scary. It is scary. Now, let's. Look, here's a guy that, who um, they wouldn't want him around on active duty now. Oh, no, siree.
0: my God, I actually pity those poor bastards we're going up against. By God, I do. We're not just going to shoot the bastards. We're going to cut out their living guts and use them to grease the treads of our tanks. We're going to murder those lousy Hun bastards by the bushel.
1: Now, a guy like General Patton would not – they would not want him around now because the motto of the U.S. military is be as PC as you can be. Remember the old commercials in the Army, be all you can be like this one? A ranger never takes the easy way out.
0: You're reaching deep inside you for things you never known.
1: No! That's why getting into the Rangers is tough and the training is tough. Be, all that you can be. So it makes me feel like I'm part of something really special. Be,
0: all that you can
1: be. And I'm not the only one. You can do it. What's special about being a ranger now? You can serve with Mommy rangers. as he, she hops in her Volvo at Fort Benning with her little baby on board, little sticker on the back. Or you can be, you can be part of an elite group with Lieutenant Haver who never passed land nav once in her life. At, like Remember Lieutenant Haver, like that 90-day special pre-pre-ranger training thing they sent you on that General Miller denied? You failed land nav there. Then you failed land navigation at pre-pre-ranger training at Benning. And you failed land navigation at Benning, but they let you through anyway because General Miller wanted a couple female graduates, and then he brought in Mommy Ranger. We're back on U.S. Defense Watch talking about how our enemies are dying with laughter. I mean, they have to be. I'm dying with laughter, you know? And, I, and I'm an American, and I'm a vet. It's, it's, just, it's, it's not i la- dying with laughter. I'm dying with sadness because this is just a disaster, what's going on. All right, let's start with some of the stuff in the Obama administration. Not all of it is in chronological order. Uh, feminists drove the Pentagon to authorize women to serve in the crown jewels of the military. Remember Ash Carter? I call him Ash and Trash. He had more physics uh, knowledge and degrees than Scotty from Star Trek. But uh, he ended up in the Pentagon because he was going to be the man – who was going to implement all this stuff, along with that uh, that uh, complete moron, Ray Mabus, who was the worst secretary of the Navy in the, the history of the United States Navy. So in uh, December 2015, uh, Ash Carter, based on the information he got from the fraudulent graduation of three women from Ranger School, including Mommy Ranger. Don't forget about her. So Mommy Ranger, join the Rangers. Soccer moms, welcome. Welcome. Come on in. We need you. The soccer moms of Pointeux Hoc. You're the soccer moms that liberated a continent. All right. So Ash Carter, December 2015, authorizes women to serve in the crown jewels, of the U.S. military, the combat arms, infantry, armor, cavalry, huh, artillery, special operations forces, IE, the Rangers, Delta, Navy SEALs. I could go on. I know I'm missing a couple. PJs, Marine Raiders, Recon. Okay green berets all right what else happened under the Obama administration this is when you know martin dempsey was around and mike mullen candy asses i'm sorry i served with dempsey in third Armored division in desert storm dempsey should be remember that old show branded where the guy is you know branded he's uh belted over the back with a with a sword and they rip off his patches and kick him out of the fort well dempsey presided almost, almost a lot of this destruction Because, I mean, if there's anything that Martin Dempsey was worried about, it was Martin Dempsey's paycheck. The guy should have his spearhead patch ripped off his uniform and shoved down a toilet. His patch shoved down a toilet. All right. U.S. Army soldiers were ordered to conduct physical training while wearing pregnancy simulators. Yes, that's true. You can see the pictures numerous times on my website. The guy from the 1st Infantry Division wearing a pregnancy simulator, because if there's anything that's important to soldiers of the 1st Infantry Division, it's to empathize with women that are pregnant in the military because God knows we have a lot of them. Remember 1st Infantry Division? You know, the big red one, World War I. You know, North Africa, Operation Torch, World War Two, Sicily, place called Omaha Beach in Normandy, the Battle of the Bulge, Vietnam, Pleiku, Coup, Desert Storm, Operation Norfolk, the Valley of the Booger, you know, Iraq. It goes on and on. What's more important is these guys know what it's like to be pregnant. That's their mission. Don't worry about war fighting. Then remember the one of ROTC cadets parading around in red high heels to show empathy for rape? That was one of my favorites. There's nothing nothing more decimating the combat esprit de corps than to walk around in red high heels. That's an important focus. When I was in ROTC, we had classes like in military law where we went rappelling off the parking garage. Now, we didn't uh, walk around the Southern Methodist University campus in red high heels to show empathy for some woman who was raped. But hey, it's a different world. We must. Show empathy and be very sensitive in the military. Then there was the breastfeeding and lactation memo signed by Secretary of the Army General John McHugh, who's involved in the Ranger conspiracy as well. He's the guy who was blocking uh, Russell from seeing any records of those uh, three quote graduates from Ranger School. Uh, if anybody wants listening, and actually wants to see, the, you can see it on the website. Uh, Look at the, the article, An Army Marches on Its Lactation. If you still can't find it, email me at usdefensewatch@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I will send you, email you back the PDF of the, this hideous thing, which is still in effect. Distributed worldwide commands. Everybody got it, even Delta. Delta Force, it they, they was important that Delta Force knows that uh, they need to balance number four in the memorandum line for balanced lactation support readiness. The Bible and Declaration of Independence were taught as sexist documents during online DoD classes. The Pentagon issued transgender handbooks, and the Marines—yes, the Marines—came out with a gender-neutral terms manual. You know, like, you don't want riflemen anymore. Like rifle thing, rifle it. Hey, you two rifle its, so I want you to take that building right now. Well, maybe just just whenever you want. Where's mommy ranger? Where's mommy ranger? Come on over here, Mommy Ranger. I want you to take that building or that airfield with the rest of the Mommy Rangers. Uh, then there was the – this was also reported by uh, Michael Savage. He actually uh, was uh, quoting my article. Thank you, Michael Savage. Marine Corps unconscious bias training teams was sort of the uh, the sort of diversity Einsatzgruppen uh, traveling to different uh, bases, reeducating males in the Marine Corps into uh, believing – and now you're supposed to believe. Don't worry about 10,000 years of, 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 of warfare and uh, you know human experience. Women are now equal physically to men, and therefore they can serve in the combat arms. Oh, there's one problem. Women can't pass any of the courses, so we have to lower the standards, so now they're equal. Okay. Okay. Sure. Check that out if you want to search Michael Savage Marine Corps Unconscious Bias Training Teams right out of the Soviet Union. It really is. Then there was one of my – this is one of my favorite stories that happened towards the end of the Obama obliteration administration. A female sailor serving aboard the aircraft carrier USS Dwight D. Eisenhower delivered a seven-pound baby girl. Oh, isn't that great? If the concept of delivering babies aboard U.S. ships were uh, is it ludicrous enough, the Navy doubled down on the insanity by making the following statement. This is great. As, quote, as the baby was born at sea aboard an operational unit, the main focus for the U.S. Navy, the ship, and its crew is the safety and well-being of the baby and the mother. Commander Bill Urban, U.S. Navy Central Command spokesman, told the Virginian Pilot uh can you imagine during the battle of midway a baby being born on the yorktown uh we've got uh, we've got uh we've got uh, a boku japanese carriers heading this way admiral spruance i know you replaced halsey he's got uh eczema uh what do we do with the woman that just had a baby well how many other women do we have on the ship that are pregnant we don't know actually admiral uh well we're going to have to take on the japanese now well um most of these women are combat individuals. They're all pregnant, and we've got, this baby. We've got babies. Well, just stick them all in the, um, in the daycare center behind the combat information center. Uh, very good, Admiral. Very good. Uh, meanwhile, the Japanese are planning on blittering us, obliterating us. Don't worry about it. Everything's okay in the Navy. Uh, Commander Urban, actually, the main focus for the U.S. Navy should be training to defend the nation and win wars, not running OBGYN clinics aboard ships. You Politically correct, dimwit. Urban also stated, and I'm quoting from my original article here, that an incubator, diapers, and formula were flown out to the carrier following the baby's birth. The incubator was used to transport the baby during the medical. This <laughs> is beautiful. And how about this one? Remember this one? July 14, 2016, uh, a notification signed by leftist cultural Marxist and all-around dipshit Ray Mabus indicated he intended to name a military Sealift command fleet oiler. I love that the oiler USNS Harvey Milk. God. Hey, where are you uh, stationed, buddy? I'm on that new carrier, the Liberace. Oh, cool, man! I'm on the Charles Nelson Riley. Uh, yeah, we got a great crew of pregnant women. What could be a better example of Obama's destruction of the military than the disgraceful conduct of the U.S. Navy in the Persian Gulf? Remember this? Remember when Lieutenant David Nartka Uh, Probably a future chief of naval operations. He's another guy who disappeared into military bureaucracy. You can't find out what's going on with him. Uh, He's the guy who was in command of the two U.S. Navy riverine craft that were – he had uh, superior weapons, superior boats, um, apparently maybe not superior crew, except for the one woman who apparently had the – was the only one with guts in the crew. Um, He's the guy who surrendered without firing a shot to those Revolutionary Guard guys that were in a couple – Bass boats from they stole from Bill Nance's Bass Boat TV show. Then he violated the Code of Conduct, Articles 1 and 2, by thanking the Iranians for their fantastic hospitality. Obviously, Narca never had a Code of Conduct class in the U.S. Navy. Good God. Good God Almighty. Uh, then there was the story later that year. Fox News reported that the Air Force personnel at Travis Air Force Base played the children's game Hungry Hippos in order to foster better teamwork. Apparently, baseball and dodgeball are out. Someone might get hurt after all. Unbelievable. And that's just a sampling of the stuff that went on under the Obama administration. Some of them more serious than others. Like I've said before, the greatest disaster in U.S. military history is undoubtedly. The forced integration of women into the combat armed special ops okay they can paint it any way they want it is an absolute cluster we'll come back on u.s defense watch radio after this break we'll talk about what went on when the mad dog took over we'll be right back on u.s defense watch radio this is ray starman on the front lines of truth and liberty 1230, actually 1231 in Southern California, rainy, chaotic mudslide, total disaster, Southern California right now during this incredible storm, which to the rest of the nation is just a rain event. It's raining on the Marxists here in Southern California and things are getting worse by the day here in Jerry Brown's little People's Republic. All right. Let's uh, talk about General Mattis. You know, there was a lot of talk, but this guy was pumped up. He was going to come in like Arnold Schwarzenegger in commando and just, you know, lay waste and wreak havoc on all this PC stuff. Mattis is probably one of the greatest disappointments in the history of the U.S. military. He has done nothing, nothing, not one thing to erase any of the social engineering begun under the Obama actually was begun 25 20 years ago but really nothing to erase what's been happening especially under the Obama administration let's talk about some of the things going on in the mad dog under the mad dog and then you can see after I go through all this stuff that there's really been no change so what the hell is the purpose of having Mattis there what so what so he can look tough okay maybe you know I don't know what he's doing I really don't People email me, Ray, what is General Mattis doing? I don't know. I don't think General Mattis knows. Maybe he's sick. Maybe he doesn't feel good. I don't know. Maybe he's Jeff Sessions' boyfriend. Who the heck knows? I don't know, but he's not doing a damn thing to to stop any of this stuff. Let's talk about this. At the Air Force Academy, which is currently being run by a lesbian, Happily married, I might add that in the article. I remember reading an article in the Air Force Times, the Air Force Times, remember the Air Force, United States Air Force produced people like Chuck Yeager, Chuck Horner, Buster Glosson. Okay. Uh, The Air Force Academy is now being run by a happily married lesbian. Anyway, the headliners at the Academy's recent 25th national character and leadership symposium were Air Force Staff Sergeant Logan Ireland and his wife, Layla, who had served as a male soldier in the U.S. Army. I'm trying not to throw up Before his or her transgender transition Cornel West The celebrated Marxist philosopher LGBT activist Propagandist for communist China's Genocidal dictator Mao Zedong And Harvard professor of African American studies And then of course Dr. Ruth Westheimer I didn't even know if she was still alive The aging sexologist and media darling Now Why would you have these people Speaking at the Air Force Academy You can't find anybody else that would be better to speak to the Air Force cadets about military military history, American history, than these 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 these, uh, these people. Good God, Westheimer's like a conservative compared to the the other two. Then in the Army, the Army was happy to report in the Army Times. You know, if you haven't noticed, the Military Times, the Army Times, the Navy Times, whatever, the Air Force Times. They're no. It's like reading Pravda from the Soviet Union days. You know. Everything is, everything is, you know, oh, rejoice, celebrate diversity as the military's flushed down the toilet. In the Army, nearly 500 women are serving in various combat billets throughout the Army. Isn't that special? More than 10, 10, 10 women now have graduated from the Army's grueling ranger course. Of course, you can't see any of the records for the women because they've all been destroyed. Isn't that funny? Why, does it, why don't they give any of the records to Congressman Russell? He's only been asking for them for three years now, two years. One is serving as an officer with the Ranger Regiment. Oh, rejoice. Nearly 74 women have graduated from infantry or armored basic officers' leaders' courses. Oh, celebrate diversity. It's fabulous. God help us all. And then it reported a couple weeks ago in the U.S. Marine Corps. The U.S. Marine Corps will no longer require prospective officers to pass a punishing combat endurance test to graduate from the service's infantry officer course. Now, I wonder why. Hmm. And now here's the Marine Corps' canned response. This is classic. Quote, over the past 40 years, the Marine Corps has made multiple modifications to infantry officer course IOC program of instructions, POI, to reflect the requirements of the operating environment. Quote, training command said in the statement, quote, the quality of the course remains the same. Really? How is the quality of the course remains the same if the combat endurance test is taken out? And we all know the reason the combat endurance test has been taken out, because no women can pass the combat endurance test and then therefore become infantry officers in the United States Marine Corps. But don't worry about it. Don't worry about fighting wars, Marines anymore. The important thing is that everyone gets their own body bag. Capri Sun and is picked up by Mommy Ranger at the end of the day in her little SUV Good God You know you gotta ask yourself right now I ask myself where the hell is Chesty Puller Oh here's Chesty Boys the
0: Division just translated some Jap newspapers That was found on the other side of the Metanical Would you care to know what the Nips think of us Yes sir The Americans on this Island are not Ordinary troops But Marines, a special force recruited from jails and insane asylums for (laughs) (laughs) bloodlust. They got that right. (laughs) I got some more good news.
1: Yes, it's safe to say that a guy like Chesty Puller would not be welcome in today's military. Because Chesty, my God, he called the Japanese Nips. Oh, my God. Get him off active duty. Doesn't matter if the troops loved him. He was a combat leader or whatever. You know, I wonder how well the uh, the women would have done on Guadalcanal. Yeah. yeah probably. We're going to find out how all this is going to go over. And you know what the funny thing is? Well, a lot of women that are in the Marines or in, in the military, they don't even want anything to do with the combat arms. It's these few nuts that want to do this that have forced this whole thing. And now, in like the Marines, they're, they're changing the standards. So they've just S-canned A, the combat endurance test, because no women can pass it. Okay. there's an article that was in the Marine Times, I mean Pravda. Where are the female Marines? Hmm. The story indicates that a total of 92 women are operating in a multitude of combat billets across the Corps. All rejoice, celebrate diversity, from rifle people to armored reconnaissance to combat engineers. Hmm. Yet only 11 listed women are serving today in traditional infantry career fields. Well, that's the thing we need to see. It's all about, you know, the the, these feminists think that this is the same thing as, you know, getting all women into the business world or something. It's all the same. It's all the same. So what if you're a lawyer sitting at a desk all day in a skirt, if you're a woman or humping 120 pounds up mountainous trails in Vietnam? It's all the same. It's all about uh, equal opportunity, even if we get bring down the whole military in a war. The fact is that these women had a chance. It doesn't really matter if we win the wars anymore; the nation survives. It's that they had the chance to die for their country, and they will be. Okay. According to this is this I love this guy, Maoist Cultural Revolution comrade at gender neutral marine thing. I can't call you a spokesperson. I'll just call you a thing, Major Block. There is no target number or quota for how many female Marines should be in a ground combat field or units. The focus is on combat effectiveness. (laughs) Uh, Let me give you a word of advice here, Major Block. If you were focusing on combat effectiveness, this nonsense wouldn't be going on right now. That's why we're recruiting women, because we want combat effectiveness in the military. A block might want to have a chat with any living Marines who are still around that fought at places like Iwo Jima or Peleliu, you know, Way, Frozen Chosen, Fallujah, places like that, and ask them about combat effectiveness and how uh, women would have done next to them in those places. Quote, I'm quoting Major Blockhead right now, we are systematically executing the Marine Corps Force Integration Plan, otherwise known as Operation Kamikaze. As the Corps continues, quote, Blockhead again, as the Corps continues to push its gender integration plan, it has been resolute on maintaining standards while leveraging every opportunity to optimize individual performance, talent, and skills in order to maximize the Corps' warfighting capabilities. Uh, Once again, we're not maximizing anything, big guy. But wait a second, Major Blockhead. I, I, I just reported that the Marines had just basically shit-canned the combat endurance test. How is that uh, maximizing standards? You're actually lowering them. And then there's Commandant of the Marine Corps, General Robert B. Neller. He is not one of these generals that has sold out as soul, Satan, politically correctness. He wants – Neller says there's not enough women in the Corps. We need to bring it up to 10 percent from 8 percent. How about just 90 percent? Why not? Why not? I just have one question for General Neller. How does integrating women in the combat arms increase a unit's speed, strength, and overall combat power? Hmm. Uh, It doesn't. They don't, and everyone knows it. War, folks, is about speed, uh, lethality, and the ability to have an operational tempo that inflicts maximum death faster and more violently than the guy who's shooting at you. And, yes, our enemies are only going to be bringing Chin, Kim Jong, and Ivan to the battlefield. On the other hand, we'll be bringing Kaylee, Chelsea, Juanita, and Claire. We're going to be bringing an armed sorority to the battlefield. In the U.S. US Army, more than 100,000 soldiers are unable to deploy, officials said. For a large percentage of those soldiers, it is due to injuries sustained during training. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I don't think I ever saw anybody in the Army. Injured during training I mean that Or injured so badly I don't know That they could Maybe there was a couple I don't know I don't even really I don't remember it So it probably wasn't that big Let's think about that A 100,000 people in the military Can't deploy Because they have training injuries Now since most of the army's Training now Isn't exactly summer camp With Vince Lombardi And the Packers Back in 66 You have to assume That the army uh, One Their male soldiers Are fat Millennial Candy ass slobs And 2 The Army is now flooded with so many women who are basically walking stress fractures waiting to happen. But it's all good because we need to celebrate diversity. We'll be right back in U.S. Defense Watch after a short break, talking about all the insanity ensuing on General Mattis' The Mad Dog's Watch. We'll be right back. Here's a little Chuck Norris music.
0: and hope he gets picked up in Seattle. Well, if you send your people in there after him, they'll get killed. You know, we're
1: just a small, hick-town sheriff's department, Colonel, but we're expected to do our duty just like our heroes in the special forces. In special forces, we teach our people to stay alive in the line of duty. No shit. I never thought of that.
0: If you want a war, you can't win. Are you telling me that 200 men against
1: your boy is a no-win situation for us? You send that many. don't forget one thing. What?
0: A good supply of body bags.
1: Oh, they're going to need a lot of body bags and Special Forces, let me tell you, because there are no physical standards anymore at the John F. Kennedy Warfare Center down there at the Special Forces Q course, the qualification course. What the hell are you talking about, Ray? People are probably saying. I'm talking about a letter that was written a couple months ago by, uh, I believe, about a dozen or so uh, various cadre, people from the training cadre at at the, the JFK Special Warfare School and Center talking about how basically the guys running the course in the school have basically S-canned all physical standards, meaning you cannot get kicked out of there for not performing physically. The only way you're out is feet first on a gurney because women can't make it through the course. So what do we do? Instead of committing fraud like they do at Benning for the ranger school, they're going to just have no standards now down there at Bragg. Anybody who doubts what I'm saying, just Google Special Forces physical standards. Just you know, go check it out. Or my article that I had about a month ago that basically saying which was true that the ROTC camp standards in the 80s were tougher than uh, to get a green beret now, because we want everybody. Everybody has to get a beret. It's like everybody gets a trophy. Oh, here comes Mommy Ranger in her Volvo with her little baby on board thing. And her little kid's in the back. It's Mommy Ranger. Mommy Ranger, do you have an extra caprice on for me? I'm thirsty. Good God. These are the Mommy Rangers, the champions that took Pointeux Hawk. These are the Mommy Rangers that freed a continent and defeated the Nazis. Yeah. Okay. This is Lieutenant Haver, who can't find her ass with a compass, but was allowed to be a ranger. It's okay. Ranger that doesn't know land navigation, That's no big deal. No big deal. Don't worry about that. That won't come back to honor. Okay. Now, you know, the Army's got another thing. They've decided that the uh, the Army has a new physical fitness initiative that um, now the Army is going to embed uh, coaches, physical therapists, nutritionists, sports psychologists, counselors, and others within combat units. Because if there's anything an infantry or cab unit needs in the field, it's having a nutritionist. Not a distraction. You know, in the old days, uh, the sports psychologist was known by his term of endearment, the drill sergeant or maybe the command sergeant major that you were terrified of, including officers. I was was terrified of the guy. Been in Vietnam for five years. I stayed out of his way. Hopefully he didn't machine gun me in the hallway or something. In the old army, the physical therapist was a medic who handed you some aspirin. In the old army that won wars, remember that army? The nutritionist had a different name. He was called the mess sergeant. And you ate whatever he threw on your plate. Good God. Where's the nutritionist? I need to talk to the, the, the sports. I need, to, I need a sports massage, and I need a smoothie while I'm in the field. Where can I get a smoothie? It's right over there by the lactation station. Roger that. It's like you gotta, you got to slap yourself in the head to think this is not real. You know, some people, they don't believe me. You know, i got to check this out. I don't know if this is all right. Hey, Google everything. Go to my website. Google it all. It's all there. It's all true. Okay. What else is happening in the lean green machine that's not so... Lean and it's not so mean. Major General Malcolm Frost, no relation to Jack Frost. The U.S. Army will drop its hand grenade competency requirement for graduation from basic training because getting recruits to pass it is, according to Frost, quote, taking too much time. They're just not strong enough. Mm. You mean those little millennial guys can't throw a grenade, what, 30, 40, 50 yards? Or the women, you mean throw like a girl actually means something? Oh, by the way, uh, according to Frost 2, land navigation no longer a requirement of basic trading. We wouldn't want soldiers to know how to read a map, would we? Well, Lieutenant Haver could attest to that, but she's a ranger. Don't worry about that. She got it through the station, right, General Miller? Everybody will qualify. Frost pointed out some other big changes at basic. Uh, This is quoting Frost. Uh, Quote, what leaders have observed is that in general, they believe that there's too much of a sense of entitlement really among millennials, questioning of lawful orders, not listening to instruction, too much of buddy mentality, buddy mentality with your drill sergeant and off and buddy mentality with officers. It's like when you're going through that kind of training, like the officer is like, he's like this freaking godlike figure. You just see him every once in a while in a formation or something. <laughs> a buddying, I, I can't even get into this. You know, in the old days, meaning, you know, like, the old days, the, the the 80s, the 70s, the 60s, you know, a couple hundred years ago. The recruit would be run over by Smokey the Bear driving the Kiwi Express if he questioned a lawful order. What was left of him would be digging a 10-foot hole to buy a cigarette after he ran two miles around the barracks with an M60 over his head. But the Army doesn't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Uh, drill sergeants, this is the best from Frost. Drill sergeants will evaluate recruits on their discipline, inspect their bunks and bays, you mean, like, you know, like their beds made, something like that, dude. And hold a drill and ceremony competitions to make sure soldiers are learning how to march, moving in a tight formation and handling their weapons in the most basic way. Competitions, they have to have a competition for that. All right, let's move on to the Air Force Academy where 1st Sergeant Zachary Parrish, remember the training cadre, was admonished by a colonel, who is the uh, Colonel Julian Stevens, the Vice Commandant for Cadet Climate and Culture, for simply informing cadets in an email to dress sharply and act like Air Force cadets. Uh, Paris was informed by the Air Force, the Communist leadership at the Air Force Academy, that he had committed, quote, microaggressions. Here's another one. Uh, January 13th this year, two male officers, Captain Daniel Hall and Captain Vincent Francino, were married in the West Point Chapel. As fellow officers served as members of the wedding party in the first ever gay nuptial at the uh, United States Military Academy, MacArthur is turning in his grave. Then in December 27, Major General Ryan Gonzalez, remember this guy, a nomination for his third star was pulled in the wake of an Army Inspector General's probe that he found he disrespected a female congressional staffer when he called her, quote, sweetheart. Can't have any of that going on. Then there's Rapone. I already talked about that communist son of a bitch. Let's see. And, uh, Bo Bergdahl, how he got off because Colonel Jeffrey Nance, at his court-martial, didn't like Trump, so what are you going to do? Are going to let the, the traitor off? <laughs> let the deserter off? Don't worry about it. The important thing is diversity. Good God. Oh, yeah, here's another good one. Another one on the mad dog's What the mad dog, the mad dog, Woof! yeah. It's more like the sleeping dog. In June 2017, as reported by Tony Perkins and the Family Research Council, the Army was warning female soldiers to expect biological men in their showers. Soldiers are ordered to use the billeting, bathroom, and shower facilities associated with their gender marker. Mm. If women express discomfort showing with a female who has male genitalia, it will be up to the commander to make accommodations or not. Nothing more – just what we, we, we say that probably distraction, I would say. The briefing titled Policy on the Military Service of Transgender Soldiers Training Module slash Tier 2 colon commanders and leaders is focused on maintaining readiness while transgender soldiers are in various stages. Let me, let, me, let me give you a hint of advice, people. You're not maintaining any readiness. You're maintaining a cluster, a cluster F. And just when you thought it really couldn't get crazier, this is my favorite thing of all probably. Quote, quote, troops are told to imagine that a soldier has completed, has complete army gender transition from female to male on the taxpayer deco as indicated in Deers. The soldier did not have sex reassignment surgery and recently stopped taking male hormones in order to try and start a family. Today the soldier approached his <coughs> his commanding officer to discuss his newly confirmed pregnancy. I'm going to let that one just sink in for a couple minutes. <clears throat> Our enemies are dying with laughter, like I said before. Good god almighty. And then there was the one, remember the story about how the uh, military was going to grant waivers for uh, bipolar people and self-mutilators? You know, then uh, General Snow said that, you know, they needed people. So, you know, they're going to examine each guy make sure, well, you know, we'll take a guy who cut himself five times, six, maybe too much. Uh, and then General Milley came up, you know, out there on one of his press conferences. Milley gets out there and starts thumping his jet fighter. This is not true. Uh, yeah, just, just, I don't know. I don't know if it's true or not. It was rolled under the rug. But you know you can see obviously, I could you know there's there's more stuff I could talk about the Navy collisions, remember all those collisions, <laughs> the the fat Leonard scandal. It just goes on and on, and anybody's listening to this right now, you're thinking, there's really no, there is no change, not it it's just continued right along under uh, under Mattis. What the hell is Mattis doing all day? That is the question of the week. What the hell is General Mattis doing? I'd like to know. I think a lot of people would like to know. He's not reversing any of this. What does he do all day? You don't hear anything. Trump doesn't know anything. His idea of the military's going to uh you know New York State military school for a year or something because he uh, you know, pissed in the headmaster's Cheerios or something at his private Latin school. Whatever. Whatever. Trump thinks that just because you're a general you're gonna solve the problem. Believe me, we've got a lot of generals who aren't solving any problems right now. Let me tell you something. The generals are the problems. The generals are the problem. Like I've said before, the U.S. military right now in 2018 is a fish rotting from the head. It's almost a complete inverse to the early 70s after Vietnam where the problem was all the draftees, the thugs they had in the barracks, the drug dealers, the criminal gangs roaming, all the lower enlisted guys who had been basically draftees that they kicked out. Most of the guys at the top were determined to fix the military, never have another Vietnam, vanquish the ghost of Vietnam, and they wanted to maintain the standards of the military while rebuilding the force. It's a complete inverse thing right now. The, at the top, is just basically full of Obama holdouts, cultural Marxists, leftists, candy asses who know that everything is off, but they're just too afraid to lose their pension or whatever, or their PX parking spot for their wife. And yes, one time I did park in a General's Wife's uh, PX parking spot right in front of the PX in downtown Frankfurt, Germany, uh, with the intent that, or with the thought, uh, actually, basically that um, assumptions can be deadly that though General's Wife would never show up to shop at zero nine thirty in the morning, I walk in to get something, and there's two MP cars renting me a ticket. The General's Wife is ranting and raving. And then when I approached, the MP saluted me. I saluted them back. They asked me if that was my car. I said, yes, it is. And the general's wife uh, opened fire uh, on me. When she asked why I dared to take her sacred PX parking space, I said, because it was empty and I was in a hurry. <laughs> at least she told me, well, at least you're honest, Lieutenant, move your car now before I call my husband. And that's how I avoided an assignment to Alaska. Anyway, um, but that's what's going on. The, the basically, it's an inverse situation to the late post-Vietnam era, and it, it's most dangerous right now. The people that are young in the military, they don't know. They don't know what's going on. They, they think this is normal. It's all normal, you know. It, it, it's all normal, and the, the, the people, most of the people that are in charge, are letting it all happen for one reason or another, and. We're going to talk about another show later on that I believe actually three-quarters or more of the senior leaders in the U.S. military need to be kicked out because they're worthless. We'll talk about it another time, and you can listen to this podcast. You you can actually go on the U.S. Defense Watch's homepage to listen to this show. You can listen to this podcast at iTunes. Just search U.S. Defense Watch. And – U.S. Defense Watch Radio and subscribe. You can go to uh, TuneIn, you can go to Stitcher, uh, S-T-I-C-H-E-R. You can listen at Blog Talk Radio. And we'll see you next time on U.S. Defense Watch Radio. And this is Ray Starman Say goodbye from stormy, rainy Southern California.
0: For over a thousand years, Roman conquerors returning from the wars enjoyed the honor of a triumph, a tumultuous parade. In the procession came trumpeters and musicians and strange animals from the conquered territories, together with carts laden with treasure and captured armaments. The conqueror rode in a triumphal chariot, the dazed prisoners walking in chains before him. Sometimes his children robed in white stood with him in the chariot or rode the trace horses. A slave stood behind the conqueror holding a golden crown and whispering in his ear a warning that all glory is fleeting. Oh, I wish I was in a land of cotton. Old times are not forgotten. Look away, look away, look away, Dixie land. Singing fellows.